Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi, everybody. This is Jerry Bryant. Welcome to a very special edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, taking you back to where it all began. Because of you, Jesus, and the reason for this radio ministry, the music of the late Keith Green, from his 1977 debut album, For Him Who Has Ears to Hear. This is Jerry Bryant, and, well, this is the first of a two-part look at the ministry and music of Keith Green, whose life was tragically lost on July 28, 1982. In a small plane crash, Keith went home to be with the Lord. 
Now, Keith was many things. Musician, songwriter, preacher, teacher, student, publisher, author, evangelist, and my friend. He was a pioneer of early Jesus music in all its various forms. Although he started playing Christian music in the mid-70s, after others had paved the way, his voice can still be heard some 30 years later. Musicians before he arrived on the scene and long after have cited Keith as a major influence on them as artists and as ministers of the gospel. Now in 1998, Sparrow Records released four CDs of Keith's music that were representative of the themes within his music. They were songs of testimony, songs of evangelism, songs of devotion, and songs of worship. On this episode of Full Circle, I want to feature the first two CDs, with the latter two on a future episode. Now, one of the reasons for starting this radio ministry is that over the years I've talked to many who love today's contemporary Christian music. And when I mention Keith Green, there's a blank expression on their face. Who's he? It it made me realize that we're in danger of losing our heritage if we don't recall the beginnings of today's CCM. And so that's what I'm attempting to do, to take you back to where it all began. And I thought I'd share a little of Keith's early background for you, as many are only familiar with his ministry years, not aware of his musical background. Born on October 21, 1953, Keith took to music at a young age, beginning with the ukulele at age three, the guitar at five, and the piano at seven years of age. And by the time he was nine, he had already done a number of television commercials and made a TV pilot. In February of 1965, with 40 original songs already written by him, Keith and his father, Harvey, signed a five-year contract with Decker Records, and he became the youngest person ever to sign with ASCAP, the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers. Decker Records planned to make Keith a teen idol, regularly getting the young pre-teenager featured in fanzines like teen scene and on popular television shows like the Jack Benny show, the Steve Allen show. He was a guest on the television game show, I've Got a Secret, on May 3rd of 1965. His secret was, I've just signed a five-year contract as a rock and roll singer. The segment included a live performance of We'll Do a Lot of Things Together. Now, if you'd like to get a look at a really young Keith Green, you can look it up on YouTube. But as you can read in his wife Melody's book, No Compromise, God had other plans for Keith. (laughs) It's a remarkable story. Here's an early testimony song which has become somewhat of a Jesus music classic and would definitely be on many of our listeners' top 10 list of favorite Christian songs from the 70s. And I'm speaking of Your Love Broke Through, which was first released as the title track for Phil Kage's second solo album. Now, many have heard the song, but not many have heard the story of how this masterpiece was created. So, to tell us in his own special way, one of the writers of the song, Randy Stonehill. This is Full Circle. I I definitely see God's fingerprints all over that, because uh, Keith and I had become friends back in the early 70s, 
As a matter of fact, I dared him to go to a Bible study because I knew he'd take a dare. And he, and then to my delight and amazement, I found that he'd become a Christian there. He ended up living about a half mile from me, and the guy was so intense, he was like a force of nature. So even sometimes a half mile felt too close. Keith was just like, there's no leash quite short enough for this individual. You gotta love him, and there's no one like him, you know? Well, first of all, he, he was so passionate about Jesus, I don't think I've ever met anyone who seemed more relieved to find out where hope lived than Keith Green. Um, he was far from perfect, a young man and a young believer, but man, he just, he knew that he knew that he knew. And that same thing applied with his, his music and a lot of his kind of spiritual radar, you know. Uh, and he called me up one busy afternoon in 1976, and here's a, here's a classic snapshot of Keith for you. I picked up the phone. He didn't even bother to say hi or tell me who it was. He just went, Randy, Randy, okay, you got to come over right now, okay, because I'm working on this music, but God told me. So how are you going to argue with that? God told me, you know. God said, you're the guy that's going to write the lyrics, and he's going to do mighty things with it, and it's going to go all around the world. And like at this point, he's shouting on the phone. I'm holding the phone away from my ear, you know. And I'm thinking, man, this guy really needs to switch to decaf, I'm telling you. Um, so I said, okay, Keith, Keith, just stop shouting. I, I will come. I'll just drop. So you just want me to drop everything I'm doing and come to Keith's world. And like when he was focused in on a vision, the nuances were lost on him. He didn't even get, he didn't even get my sarcasm. He just kind of went, yeah, come over right now. And so I was as I was hanging up the phone, I heard him shouting and I, put the phone back up to my ear and I said, Keith, I can't come to your house if I'm talking to you on the phone. I'm not omnipresent like that. He goes, no, 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 no. I want you to hear the music right now so you can start thinking about lyrical ideas. I said, Keith, I live a half mile from you for crying out loud. Let me just get in the car. He goes, no, 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 no. Just, just smash the phone up real close to your ear. I said, oh man. You know, and like I said, he was so aggravating, but he was so endearing at the same time. You just had to, you, you had to love him and you couldn't say no to him, you know. So I said, okay, okay. Just So he, he took his end of the phone and he put it up on top of his old upright piano. He started playing this music. And then in a minute, I heard him back on the line. And he said, praise God. I mean, isn't that beautiful? And it was like he wasn't bragging. He just knew that there was something really special going on. I said, man, Keith, that really is lovely. He said, okay, okay, so come over right now. You know, and he clanked, ah, he hung up, the, hung up the phone. I'm just going, man, just, all right, I'll take a deep cleansing breath and go to the Keith zone. Um, and so I, I pulled up to his house. You could hear the music. This is so funny because he's like wailing and flailing at the back of, I mean, in, in his music room, which is at the back of the house, right? Um, but he's, he was like so into it that the music was wafting all the way out onto the front lawn. So I could even hear it when I pulled up into the driveway. I'm thinking, oh man, it's going to be an intense afternoon, you know? So I, I got out of the car, I went up to the door, and there's Melody. And she, she opened the screen door and she kind of, <laughs> she had this sort of sweet, bemused look on her face, you know, because she knew what I was, what I was, uh, what I was up for. She knew when I was about to enter into the hot, the eye of the hurricane, you know. So I, you know, she looked and she pointed down the hall and she said, he's waiting. <laughs> I said, yeah, I know. I hear him. I felt like saying, okay, look, t- 
tie a rope around my waist. Now, if it goes slack, you call the police because heaven knows what's going to happen. And anyway, so I said, okay, here I go. Give me something hard to bite down on. Give me a helmet. I'm going in. And um, went into the music room. And uh, Keith spun around on the piano bench, grabbed a yellow legal pad and a pen, and just looked at me with his big puppy dog eyes. And he went, okay, so go ahead. And it's like just so aggravating. You know, I looked at him and I said, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll round out the dialogue for you. Uh, yes, I've been fine. Yes, it's good to see you too. No, I don't need a cup of coffee. And he looked at me and he went, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, come on, let's dispense with the, the social niceties, you know. He was so excited about the song. He said, yeah, 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 yeah. So go ahead. I said, I don't know, Keith. I mean, I just got here, man. I could play me some of the music again. So he said, okay, okay. So he started playing the, the tune, you know. And I looked at him and I said, okay, I don't know. Uh, what about... Um, like a foolish dreamer trying to build a highway to the sky, and he was, and he, his, his arms shot up in the air, and he said, "Yes, praise God!" And he pointed, he had like his finger right in my face. He pointed at me, and said, "See, see, I knew you were the guy." And he trapped me there. I mean, he wouldn't even let me go to the bathroom. He trapped me for like like three hours. And, you know, we, I finished one verse, and he was, like, scribbling it down on his yellow legal pad, you know. And he'd throw in, he threw in some of, some of the lyric ideas, but basically it seemed like it was kind of his musical ride and my lyrical ride, you know. And so I'd finish a verse, and he'd go, okay, okay, so then the second verse would be what? What would it be? I said, oh, Keith, gee, man, I don't know, it'd be, you know, and I ended up writing most of the lyric. And, um, and then we watched in amazement as the Lord took it all around the world. Like a foolish dreamer trying to build a highway to the sky All my hopes would come tumbling down And I never knew just why Until today when you pulled away the clouds That hung like curtains on my eyes well, I've been blind all these wasted years And I thought I was so wise But then you took me by surprise Like waking up Searching for that crazy missing part And with one touch You just rolled away The stone that held my heart And now I see That the answer was as easy As just asking you in And I am so sure I could never doubt Your gentle touch again It's like Waking up 
Keith Green and your love broke through on Full Circles Remembering Keith Green Part 1 Special Episode. This is Jerry Bryant. And many of the songs in this first part of two shows featuring the music of Keith Green are from his first album, fittingly named For Him Who Has Ears to Hear, taken from the beginning of the book of Revelation. For him who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Keith wanted to sing to the people who were in tune with God as well as being used as a tool to help unplug the ears of those who weren't. In the Keith Green biography, No Compromise, Melody reflected on the impact of that debut album. The album For Him Who Has Ears to Hear took off very quickly moved up the charts of the best-selling Christian records to become the biggest debut album in the history of Christian recording in the 70s, with over 300,000 copies distributed. The net effect was that by the end of 1977, requests for concert bookings started flooding in from all across the country. It was exciting. In the space of a few short months, Keith rocketed from being an unknown to becoming one of the most popular, sought-after singers on the Christian scene. But very little of the flap about his popularity reached Keith at all, at least not in his heart anyway. He disliked being referred to as a recording artist, since that term seemed to carry with it the connotation of being on a higher level than other people. Melody concluded, I personally think that the thing that shines through on the album is Keith's excitement about Jesus, the love that he had for Jesus, and the unconditional love that Jesus has for the world. As it turned out, that feeling of elation was very contagious to all who had ears to hear. From that landmark album, the kickoff track called You Put This Love in My Heart. I found it hard to believe Someone like you cared for me You put this love in my heart I tried but could not refuse You gave me no time to choose You put this love in my heart I wanna know where the bad feelings go When I'm depressed and I get down so low And then I see you come
This is Jerry Bryant, and my next song in our look at the life and music of Keith Green was written by Keith with some help from his good friend Wendell Burton. A song called, He'll Take Care of the Rest, with another song from the album that was ranked fifth on CCM Magazine's 100 of the Greatest Albums in Christian Music. Here's Keith Green, and He'll Take Care of the Rest.
snicker as he'd pass by. But the Lord said, Hey, no, be cool. Just keep building that boat. It's just a matter of time till they see who's gonna float. You just keep doing your best and pray that it's blessed. Hey, no, I'll take care of the rest. I'm the weatherman. The Lord said, He'll take care of the rest. He's gonna do it. He'll take care of the rest. He'll see you through it. His neighbors blew it. He'll take care of the He'll take care of the He'll take care of the rest. He's gonna do it. Yeah, he'll take care of the rest. Only Jesus will see you through it. He'll take care of the rest. Yes, yes, yes. He'll take care of the He'll take care of the He'll take care of the rest. You better believe it. He'll take care of the rest. Only the pure in heart receive it. Just like he said, he'll take care of the rest. Keith Green, on Full Circle, taking you back to where it all began on our very special Remembering Keith Green episode. This is Jerry Bryant. You know, Keith Green wasn't simply another Christian musician among the growing numbers using their talents to spread the gospel. He was also the founder, along with his wife Melody, of a community of believers called the Last Days Ministries. All started in 1975 when the Greens began an outreach program in the suburbs of Los Angeles, California in the San Fernando Valley. The community started when Keith invited close friend Randy Stonehill to stay with his wife and him at what would later be dubbed the Greenhouse. Well, Stonehill, who was struggling at the time, moved in with them, and from that point on, they continued to invite guests into their home. They eventually rent out a space, purchased the home next door, and rented several additional properties in the same neighborhood. Keith and Melody provided an environment of Christian teaching for a group of young adults, the majority of whom were college age. And, much to the consternation of neighbors, those living in the community included former drug addicts, the homeless, and prostitutes who had been referred by other ministries and shelters. In 1977, the outreach was officially named Last Days Ministries, which would later move to Lindell, Texas. One thing for sure, it was something that was definitely built by the Lord and not by Keith Green. And I, too, lived at Last Days Community in Woodland Hills, California, helping Keith pastor the Jesus people. But that's a whole different story. Now, Keith and Melody wrote a song stating this fact, being inspired by Psalm 127. It was also about being busy in ministry, which has its own special temptations, like like doing things that seem spiritual, but really aren't. Someone had written to Keith and told him, don't get so caught up in the work of the Lord that you forget the Lord of the work. Looking back to 1980, with a song that was released on the third album called, So You Want to Go Back to Egypt? Here's Unless the Lord Builds the House.
so sure you're not just doing what you want to Building your house on the sand, the sand A last but floor is the house They labor in vain and try it all Building anything not according to his call A last but floor wants it done You better not work another day Lord Jesus, I ask that your spirit would bring forth the fruit of your word and bear good fruit, Lord. You said no bad tree could produce good fruit, no good tree could produce bad fruit. And I ask that your word tonight would do its job for your glory. Amen. And let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we shall reap if we do not grow weary. I want to share with you that the message that I think the Lord wants to leave you with is that on Monday... Will you still feel as good as you do tonight? Well, wait a minute. Even if you don't, it doesn't mean you shouldn't still do good according to the Word of God. If I went on my feelings every Monday, I would drop dead. We had an incredible man of God come through our ministry a couple weeks ago. He taught some incredible things on Saturday. On Monday, another friend of mine and I were talking over it, and he said, Boy, he said, Keith, that... That was an incredible feeding time that I had from that teacher that came through. I said, me too. I said, but you know what? He said, what? I said, now it's Monday. The message of the Lord tonight is, he who endures to the end, it is he who shall be saved. Because it is so easy when the sky is blue, when the weather's fine, the food's good, the fellowship's sweet, 
to feel like you could get through any kind of tribulation, any kind of terror, any kind of attack. But it's the end of the race that God is looking forward to. And to get to the end, sure, you've got to run a good start. And sure, you've got to run a good middle. But the finish line is where the judges are. Will you end as you have started? When God calls you before his judgment seat, like everyone will have to stand, will he say to you, well done, thou good and faithful servant? Not well run, or boy, you sure had a good time. I'm glad you did. But you finished, and you finished among those who get to enter into my rest and my glory. This is Full Circle. Getting back to the heart of the matter on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. This is Jerry Bryant. We're taking you back to where it all began on our special edition, Remembering Keith Green on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. And you know, this week I'd really like to hear from you. Let me know what you think of Remembering Keith Green, Part 1. You can write me at info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. I'd love to hear from you and see what you think. Now, if you've missed any of my past episodes, no worries. You can go to the playlist at my website and see what shows you've missed and re-listen. Go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com and check out my playlist. And while you're at the website, there's a PayPal link as well as a mailbox if you'd like to give in some way to help support the show. That's at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. There was an album that marked a turning point in Keith's career when he realized his principles would no longer allow him to charge money for the albums. In 1979, after negotiating a release from his contract with Sparrow Records, Keith initiated a new policy of refusing to charge money for concerts or albums. Keith and Melody mortgaged their home to privately finance the project. And the album was offered through mail order and at concerts for whatever price the recipient was willing to pay. As of May 1982, he had shipped out more than 200,000 units of that album, 61,000 of them for free. And he continued the policy for the remainder of his career. We continue to take a look at the life and music of Keith Green as we look at the songs that reflect Keith's passion for evangelism. Now, this drive was quite evident, especially in the last few years of his ministry. In 1981, a man named John Dawson accidentally strayed into Keith's line of fire. He invited Keith to minister at a large concert at the Anaheim Stadium to raise money for refugees from Thailand and Cambodia. A coalition of various groups were working together to pull it off. Episcopalians, Charismatics, Catholics, Evangelicals, and Pentecostals. John, who was directing the Youth with a Mission, or YWAM, in Los Angeles, had seen Keith in concert, and he believed that he would be a key person for the program, so he sent an invitation. A friendship between Keith and John was rooted and grew throughout the rest of the year. 
Keith was totally impressed with YWAM and the way their thousands of volunteers served in mission bases all over the world. He was intrigued by the things that he had learned from cooperating with people from different cultures to get the gospel out to the lost, to some who had never even heard of Jesus before. And so he wrote about it in his journal that summer, June 26, 1981. The Lord's been doing a work in our hearts. We're being led into evangelism. It's amazing. The freedom and peace of my heart is what's so surprising. I have a leading from the Lord to do an evangelistic album. Please, Holy Lord, give me the secret of winning souls. I want to put it to music. Several months later, in October of 1981, Keith did a family night concert at YWAM's Twin Oaks Ranch. And that night, Keith talked with a strange sense of urgency. Even on the way over there, he remarked about how fast time was flying by for him. And at the concert, he kept talking about heaven and hell. I want to use my music to draw the lost, he told the YWAM audience. That's one of the things I want to do until God takes me home. Life's short. The Bible calls it a vapor. William Booth from the Salvation Army wished that every graduate from his training school could be suspended by a rope over hell for 24 hours. Then they could see what they were saving men from. Then Keith said, I want to have a vision of heaven in my mind and the stench of hell in my nostrils as I go to preach the gospel. souls to be one. Oh Lord, this world is falling apart, dying for love from a broken heart. Oh, here am I, send me, though there's really not that much I can do. What I have seems so small, but I want to give it all to you. The harvest was great, but Lord, looks like the workers are late. It's getting hard to understand how they ignore your great command. Oh, here am I, send me, though you said the ones who labor are few. Still my heart hears the call. And I want to give it all to you Oh, just to reach the ones nobody does Give up my pride and even work in the mud I want to be like those who spilled their blood And gave it like water to you So many souls to be one. 
Oh Lord, this world is falling apart Crying for love from a broken heart Oh, here am I, send me Though there's really not that much I can do What I have seems so small But I want to give it all to you chosen our few still my heart hears your call and I want to give it all to you Here I am, send me, epitomizing Keith Green's evangelistic fervor. The song wasn't released until five years after his death on a compilation CD called The Ministry Years, Volume 1. It was an unreleased bonus track. Now, you might be interested in knowing how that song was initially recorded. You see, I started the Jesus Solid Rock radio show and concerts in Carbondale, Illinois in 1972. And the show went coast to coast on over 100 radio stations with early Jesus music. Well, Keith agreed to do a concert for me in May of 1978. And that night I asked him if he would mind if I recorded the concert on my two-track tape recorder. I mean, after all, I only needed to mic a voice and piano. Little did I realize that within a few months of that concert, Keith, would invite me to move to Woodland Hills, California to help him pastor the growing community of people that were coming to his last day's community. And little did I know that that two-track recording was the only recording of the song, Here I Am, Send Me. And after Keith's departure from this earth, Melody asked for any recordings his friends might have, and this song was enhanced with strings and other studio tricks to be released on the CD. Here I Am, Send Me. Also the title track to the compilation album entitled, Here I Am, Send Me, Songs of Evangelism. This is Jerry Bryant. And my next song from Keith is called, How Can They Live Without Jesus? Originally from his second album called, No Compromise. Looking back to 1978, Here's the song that was inspired by Matthew 10, verse 22, which reads, You'll be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. How can they live without Jesus? How can they live without God's love? How can they feel so at home down here when there's so much more up above? Living up to his holy word 
Still an unanswered question today. How can you live without Jesus? Next, a song that was one of Keith's most personal. I mean, if you were going to write a song to your parents, what would you say? No doubt, Keith's parents were his greatest fans. His dad, Harvey, was his business manager when he signed on with Decca Records at such a young age. And they saw him as a prodigy, to be sure. But I don't know how much more. After all, prophets don't grow up from little boys, do they? I need to see these things cause I love you so And I'm sorry you get angry When I say that you just don't know That there's a heaven waiting for you and me I know it seems every time I'm only trying to just make you see And it's only that I care I really only want just to see them Please try and overlook my, my human side So full of pride But Jesus isn't like that No, he is perfect all the way I guess that's why we need him Cause by ourselves there's just no way And it's only that I can I really, really only just want to see them Close the doors that 
just not coming We sent the invitations out long, 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 long time ago We're still gonna have a wedding feast Big enough to beat them all The greatest people in the world just wouldn't come So now we'll just have to invite the smile And it's only that I care I really, really only want just to see them Jesus Isn't it Joseph and Mary's son Well didn't he grow up right here He played with our children What? He must be kidding Thinks he's a prophet Well prophets don't grow up from little Song to My Parents, from the late Keith Green. Although my wife, who was also at Last Days, had Keith's dad as her high school teacher, I didn't know much about them. They never came around the community. I guess it was a little awkward for folks raised Christian scientists to fully understand their son, who some would call a cult leader. Now, Keith was aware of that, and he actually asked me to be sure that that never happened, because... He really did want all of the honor and glory to go to Jesus. Yet it was hard, as I watched so many being attracted to Keith's charisma and boldness and passion, especially the passion. This is Jerry Bryant, and as I come to a close on the first part of this special look back at the ministry of Keith Green, I'd like to express my wholehearted thanks to God for pursuing Keith in regards to the truth about his son and why he came to earth, revealing his unconditional love to Keith so that he, in turn, could share from his heart the joy he found in Jesus through his music with the rest of us, as well as those who will come after us. You know, I believe Keith's music will be around for generations to come. And just like the hymns created by Martin Luther, Isaac Watts, and William Booth, it will stand the test of time. You know, I've often wondered how many were led to Jesus by Keith in the short seven years of his ministry versus those who've been in ministry all of their lives. And I've wondered how many were influenced to spend their lives for Jesus in mission fields around the world because of his radical testimony. And who can know how many will still find Keith's life and music challenging them to love Jesus with their whole heart? I know that the impact of Keith on my life as I lived with him there at last days, ruined me forever. His words and exhortations still ring in my ears. With the title track 
from his final posthumous release, which was put together by his widow Melody, using several tracks of unreleased material. Here's Keith Green. Jesus commands us to go. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circles recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios 
in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.